This is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm tuned in to the new TNN. Oh yeah, go downtown! JR, this is Kyla. Oh yeah, Triple H, hey, JR, can you spell Enigma? Oh man, he is getting P.O.'d! Here comes Jacqueline, the baby with back. Oh yeah, what up, Kickfish? Pop culture addicts, welcome back to the new TNN podcast feed for an all-new episode of Kickfish! Kingfish, of course, is the program here on the new TNN where we take a look at the amazing Shane McMahon audio journey as he commentates L-I-V-E via tape on Sunday Night Heat. My name's Johnny C, and you know it's episode 11 of Sunday Night Heat. We've had 10 full episodes of Shane McMahon's nonsense, and we are still alive to talk about it. We've seen all sorts of stuff. We've seen DDTs called suplexes, suplexes called DDTs. We've taken journeys downtown and we've witnessed some amazing action here on the usa network but uh we're one week away from judgment day which is live in chicago because today on kingfish episode 11 is the october 11th how fitting 1998 episode of sunday night heat which emanated still in east lansing michigan with our friends jim oz finch and kevin hey kevin did you get that beach from Tara Reid? And if so, where did you shoot, baby? I gotta know, where did you shoot? It was in a beer. Stifler drank the beer. Oh, man! After Stifler pukes, he's gonna be P.O.'d. But Shane McMahon and Jim Cornette are also here in East Lansing, Michigan. And so is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, oh my God, he's here! So, some legendary things have been happening in the McMahon-Austin saga because it's in full swing. We start Sunday Night Heat with a recap video of just those events. Uh, we've seen Taker and The Undertaker beat up Vince. We've seen Vince hospitalized. We've seen Austin playing with a satellite. But the video package itself begins with a voyeuristic cameraman taking some pics at breakdown in your house. We get a tremendous shot of the most amazing middle finger in the history of our sport delivered from a Vince McMahon, but it's censored. Vince McMahon says there will be no rematch. Austin rides a Zamboni. He gets arrested. He's not through with the events, not yet by a long shot. But last week on Raw, I'll take it from here, nurse. Oh, my goodness, the shocking debut of Dr. Austin. We'll talk about it tonight on Sunday Night Heat. Uh, Michael Cole, because he's doing the voiceover narration of this video, lets us know that Stone Cold Steve Austin will wreak havoc on Vince McMahon's empire tonight. You know, because you got to promote that Stone Cold is going to be on Heat. Because Heat is starting to show that it's not always important. It had a not an amazing, amazing moment a couple of weeks ago when the challengers of the unknown supergroup formed on Sunday Night Heat. But uh, it hasn't been the most important show to uh, WWF programming. But here we are with Stone Cold appearing tonight, so you got to get that out there. The Sunday Night Heat intro begins... The music in the intro sounds low or altered to feature the noises in the background more. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but here we go live in the arena. No pyrotechnics to greet us. Just Jacqueline, the baby with back. As she's out to defend, for the very first time, 
her WWF Women's Championship. Marvelous Mark Marrow is in tow, of course. But even though there's no pyro, and we are happy to see the baby with back, we need a greeting. Welcome, everyone, to Sunday Night Heat. So Coach Steve Austin is in the house competing tonight against D'Lo Brown. And what chaos can we expect from the rattlesnake? Jackie has some blonde hair weaved into her braid. Apparently, she's a disciple of the Brutus Beefcake School for follicle management. Because on Monday Night Raw, she cut the hair of the Sablester. Jackie's opponent tonight, Starla Sexton. She's not Byron's sister. And no, I don't think you're a loser because you go home to Starla at night. Forget about it! Wait a minute, though. That's not Starla Saxton. That's Mona. Oh, yeah, Mona. Ms. Madness. Uh-huh. Tell me what you want to do about it, 1999 Randy Savage. What's wrong with me? I look like I'm ready to explode. Hey, wait a minute. That's not Mona. That's Molly Holly. Oh, hi, Molly. It's good to see ya. Cordy, check it out, man. Check out Jacqueline's hair. A little extra blonde weaved in there. She looks like a skunk. We get the footage of Raw. On, of Raw or on Raw. Ah, oh, who cares? I Much like Shane McMahon, I don't believe in second takes. We see Jackie cut the hair on Raw. That's all I'm trying to fucking say. And then, after we see the footage, Jim Cornette reminds all of us that he's from Kentucky. I think she's got a little guardian blood in her because she scalped Sable. No, he didn't say guardian. He also didn't say football team. You know what he said. And like I mentioned, it's the first ever defense from Jackie, so history is being made here on Sunday Night Heat. The Women's Championship has been reactivated, and this is the first defense. The Women's Championship that would, of course... uh, well, let me see if I can track the lineage here. Does the green belt turn into the Divas Championship? Or does the Divas Championship just on SmackDown? Fuck it. I don't actually care. It doesn't matter because now we have the sweet Raw Women's Championship and the Women's SmackDown Championship. Why don't they just have, like, the Interco- Women's Intercontinental and Women's United States Championship and then just have one Women's Champion like they do with Roman? Like, I don't... I hate the fucking championship structure in the WWE right now. It doesn't. It does. It doesn't matter. None of this matters, as Carl from Aquatine Hunger Force would say uh, when he was trying to wed Svitlana on that amazing episode, the Christmas episode. You know what? Fuck. Fuck Sunday Night Heat. Let's talk about the Christmas episode of Aquatine Hunger Force when Master Shake and Carl uh, purchase a mail order bride. The episode entitled "Mail Order Bride." Meanwhile, Frylock tries to figure out what to get Meatwad for Christmas. Meatwad wants some hair. But Carl and Master Shake desperately want to wed Svetlana, the mail order bride. Uh, uh, baby, baby, put this on and shake, will ya? Carl, don't talk to her like that. She didn't come to do all that stuff in America. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about, Fry Man? Uh, Master Shake, uh, I'm a little meat man. Uh, I want to get fucked. We're walking down that aisle tonight. Yeah, no, just, 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 just say Jones. None of this matters. No, no, none of this matters. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. It's one of my favorite. That and the Universal Remonstar are my favorite episodes of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It is a fun game from the creators of Independence Day. We don't want to get sued, y'all. Jacqueline starts with an intense shoulder tackle. Oh, look at that little powerhouse. 
Cornet lets us know that since the title is back, women from all over the world are making their way here to the World Wrestling Federation, and that's why Starla Saxton is here. We get some full Nelson-based chain wrestling from the ladies. Some good chain wrestling here from the ladies. Some what? Here we go. Oh, that. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Jackie. That fucking laughing fit and noises that Shane made was just a spinning heel kick, by the way. Then a double underhook suplex delivered by the baby with back. Kitchen sink knee driver. Starla gets hit with a maneuver and doesn't duck. And we get a transition on that from Jim Cornette. Speaking of not ducking, Shane, last week your dad didn't duck that colonic irrigation at the hands of Steve Austin. And I gotta wonder what's going through Mr. McMahon's mind now. I heard he was on a rampage at Titan Tower all week. Starla rams Jackie into Mark Merrow and gets a two count, but a clothesline from Jackieville sends Starla down. This break in the action allows Shane to finally respond. Of course, Fitz is on a rampage. Wouldn't you be? You get attacked in your hospital bed by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dressed up like a doctor. Wham! 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 Takes on a defenseless. At the time, Vince McMahon, my father. Now Vince is suffering from that crushed left leg and the battle between Stone Cold. Oh, nice shot there! And my father is getting out of control. Matter of fact, catastrophic. And everyone in the World Wrestling Federation is going to pay for it. Oh, pit count! And one, two! Oh, so close! Cornette lets us know that Triple H was the first victim of Vince's new rampage from Titan Towers as he was stripped of the Intercontinental Championship. And tomorrow, on Raw, a one-night tournament will crown a new champion. That's actually kind of exciting. And I believe a young Johnny C would have been excited by this as an older Johnny C is excited by this and kind of wants to watch the episode of Raw. Eh, Maybe I will. Uh, float over DDT by Jackie gets the one, two, three. Post-match, Jackie beats on Starla until... Hey, man, check it out! Sable is indeed here! She tosses Jackie by the hair, then she whips her own hair back and forth. She whips her own hair back and forth. Yeah, baby! Come on, Sable! Oh, nice clothesline! Oh, right in the chin! Jackie looks like a rat trying to find a corner for asylum! Man, it looks like Sable learned a couple of things in prison. Pack Blue, that is. Matter of fact, Sable's on Pack Blue tonight, following Heat, right here tonight on USA. Shane, are you thinking about Sable in a women's prison right now? Look at your face. Showing. So, Sable, check her out, man. Sable is hot. Now, the women leave the ring, and we go to ringside to see Shane and Jim Cornette at the announce table. Shane is wearing a backwards ball cap that's not fitted, so you see the size adjustment strap plastic thing. He looks like a a best friend kid from a 90s sports movie. Like, the friends from Rookie of... Not so much the Rookie of the Year or the Little Big Leaguer, but their friends wearing a backwards adjustable cap. Just a big fucking nerd. We're one week away from Judgment Day and a new WWF champion. Oh, Shane, you wish. Tonight... The Rattlesnake takes on European champion D'Lo Brown. All right, D'Lo won the belt back. That's fantastic. Plus, Mr. Sucko was in the house last Monday night. We'll show you the first surprise visitor my dad received. However, not the last. Crazy that just six days after that happened, Sacco is already getting name dropped and clearly over. And don't worry, fans, we'll explain why in just a little bit. But we head to a commercial. Hey, we're back! Now, Shane McMahon 
Shades of fucking terrible WCW announcer Scott Hudson invents a new nickname for the Texas Rattlesnake on commentary. Welcome back to Sunday Night Heat. And just to let you all know, the assailant, Stone Cold Steve Austin, is still to come. Well, it's better than the thug life. The new blood's hired gun, the thug life, Tony. Look at that. It's Goldberg, the thug life. Take it on, Huitude Guerrera, Tony. Right now, though, it's time for a special eight-man tag team encounter. Already in the ring, the princes of Sunday Night Heat. Taka Mishinoku, Shofudaki, Men's Tehau, and Dick to go Kayentai. Here come their opponents. It's the Hardy Boys! But without the... Yeah, that's what you come here for, right? The musical performances. Jeff Hardy appears to be in condition to work, and their theme music is what I would lovingly refer to as fart rock. They're partners tonight. They're sometimes enemies too much. Should be noted, Kai and Tai is now dressed in fully matching wrestling gear. No more street clothes for the youngsters from Japan, as the Street Fighter 2 announcer would say. Their opponents from Japan. Kai and Tai. Their opponents from USA. The Hardy Boys. And too much. Not here. Not their opponents from Brazil. Blanca, or their opponents from Thailand, Sagat. What about what about their former manager from China, Chun Li? Or what about the individual who taught the Hardy Boys to fly around the ring like pinatas from India, Dalsim? Or what about the ones that taught Vader how to be a grappling superstar here in the wars of sports entertainment from the USSR! Zangief. Are we missing any countries? Oh! You know, Jeff Hardy's awfully quick! Like that youngster from Spain! Vega! I'm done! I'm done. Well, we're set to see high flying action here with this eight man tag, but the action continues to heat up right here on USA next! Yes! Because Chris goes undercover at a female prison and finds the sexy sable behind bars on an all-new pack blue. Minute 9, Tom and Casey examine the mind of a murderous psychologist on an all-new silk stockings. Then, at 10, Nakita captured. Michael tortured. And Section 1 under siege on a shocking episode of La Femme Nakita. That's all coming up here next on the USA Network. Sounds like a great night of television mayhem, folks. Grab the chips and dip. And look at this. Speaking of dips, there's Scott Taylor doing a little showboating, as he always does. What about this team and Shane? What about too much paired with the Hardy Boys? Apparently, the Hardy Boys and too much battled last night on Shotgun Saturday night, and now they're teaming up. Well, the wielding pen of Mr. McMahon is putting all types of teams together, and it looks like Taka could be going for the right. And very nice. Very nice in this setup equals a pump handle slam by the way moonwalk by scott taylor into the corner matt hardy goes for the tag taylor pulls the oh no too slow and tags brian christopher face plant by brian christopher and then he has a hyena laughing fit also last night on shotgun saturday night 
Taka defended the light heavyweight championship against Funaki. So even more evidence that Mr. McMahon is on a rampage. Jeff is tagged in. A springboard moonsault on men's tail is delivered. Jeff covers, but gets only a two count. Shane offers Jeff Hardy some coaching tips. Jeff, if he was just a little to the left, that rhymed. That was on time. Just a little bit more to the left, he would have, he could have had tail pinned. Poetry in motion on men's tail is called, Oh, yeah! Nice! By Shane McMahon. But it gets only a two count. And now we have a breakdown in your house as all eight gentlemen are in the ring. Shane reveals that he has an affinity for Super Smash Brothers. We got a melee. We got a melee. Oh, man, Cordy, you got to pick the Ice Climber. Ice Climber 1, the male in his blue coat. And Ice Climber 2, the female in her pink coat. Sometimes got to go on Super Smash Brothers melee. Oh, yeah. Nice suplex. Brian Christopher powerbombs Shofunaki center ring. Too much then hits the Vegematic, which I guess is their finisher on men's tail. No count, though. Referee out of position. Shofunaki drops an elbow on Scott Taylor, rolls over men's tail, and shades of the Survivor Series, Kaintai gets the victory after an elbow drop. I can't believe Kaintai has actually achieved a victory here on television. Too much blames the Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys, of course, blame too much for the uh, failure to achieve victory. And we get some Fisticuffs. Just get it on. That's the way to settle differences in the WWF. Pound it. Pound it. Wait, what? Pound it? Just pound it? Is Shane McMahon writing an early 90s dance track? Oh, yeah. Boom, boom. Downtown. Boom, boom, boom. Just pound it. Pound it. Get your booty on the floor now. Make my day. Make my day. Jim Cordy, get in here. Make my day. Shades of Jim Ross, though. Shane McMahon refers to Matt Hardy as Jeff Hardy, as WWF announcers were to do before they became famous. Shane says, you got to strike first in the WWF. Cornette mentions, well then, Shane, you must appreciate how Stone Cold Steve Austin struck first against Vince McMahon. Absolutely not. That's not what I'm talking about. Some referees break up what used to be the eight-man tag. And let's go back to two weeks ago where Vince McMahon was attacked by Kane and The Undertaker. Sure enough, we get the same video package we got last week. Like the exact same one. We see the Zamboni, the attack, the arrest. Undertaker and Kane getting blamed. Undertaker and Kane getting forced to fight at Judgment Day. Undertaker and Kane getting angry, breaking Vince's ankle. And then we get some amazing new footage from the backstage area that night. Vince is on a stretcher, convulsing in pain. All the stooges and referees have Vince surrounded, trying to get him into an ambulance. Mankind casually walks up, sipping on a soda, and just offers Vince a sip. Like, hey Vince, you want a sip? It's great. Like, no one talks about it. It's not the point of this whole thing. I just wanted to point it out. Then, to Mr. McMahon's dismay, in the hospital... There was one superstar that was able to find him, and let's cut to some new footage from Raw just last week. A nurse arrives telling Vince he has a big man that's a visitor. No, I don't want any visitors. Oh, Vince, let's turn that frown upside down. It's mankind with balloons. Vince is appalled. How did you find me? Mick says he brought some presents. Like candy. Oh, I know you like the sweet stuff, and Finny's got a sweet tooth. Hey, speaking of sweet tooth, 
How come Samoa Joe is playing Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal and Peacock's soon-to-be-released adaptation of the hit video game, Twisted Metal? Why not Mick Foley? He's not in shape, you say? All right, fine. Samoa Joe, I guess. Uh, Vince is grateful that Mick came to see him, but also stern that he needs his rest. Oh, sorry, wrong voice. You know, you know, Mick, I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. Well, that's why I brought you these. And I brought another guest, too. Vince is fearful, and the heart rate monitor starts to beep at a higher pace. You brought him, didn't you? Oh, no, it's not a him. It's a she. I brought you some female entertainment, which is exactly what Vince would call it, by the way. Tonight on SmackDown, some female-based entertainment. Vince looks pleased that there is going to be female-based entertainment until Mick says, She does a trick with a dog you won't believe. The female-based entertainment is indeed Yerpel the Clown, I guess played by Marissa Tomei, because she says, Hey, Vinny, how you doing? I came to make sure you better, Vinny. I sure did. She's got this hardcore accent. She's got a rainbow balloon that she made for him, and that's nice, and a smiley face sticker that she puts on Vince's hospital gown. Uh, 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 Yerpel, show her the dog trick. Yerpel has an air pump, and she starts to make a balloon dog. And uh-oh, it looks like Yerpel's not the only guest here. Mick says, I brought another guest. But the camera moves over, and I can't see Mick. Where did he go? Oh, my goodness. Mr. Sacco makes his WWF debut, emerges from over the corner of Vince's bed. Vince is not amused. It's Mr. Sacco. Say hello to Mr. Sucko! <laughs> like, look, I get that we've been looking at Mr. Sacco for like 30 years. That's not the actual amount of time. But this debut is fucking hilarious. Like, mix Mr. Sacco voice rules. Mr. Sacco kisses Vince's boo-boo, which hurts. <laughs> Damn it, leave. Leave! Take this crap with you! Oh, but it's Mr. Sacco! <laughs> Mick, Yerple, and Mr. Sacco do leave. Vince lays back on the pillow, spikes the camera, and it's like, Mr. Sacco! Just amazing. Amazing. Like, the legend of Mr. Sacco is truly fucking born. And there's a reason it got over, because it's fucking hilarious. I I hope I did it justice. I just I can't do Mick's voice without laughing when he does Mr. Sacco, but it's, it's unbelievably amazing. You know, because... It was a because t- tomorrow's the tournament on Raw, which means it's a live Raw. So all the Doctor Austin, Vince in the hospital, Mister Saka—that's all a taped Raw. And I really must say, when Raw was taped, they did good shit to make sure it still felt fresh, even though it was taped. They always added in post—not always. I don't want to speak in absolutes, but they usually found a way to add in some good post-production stuff. And this is fucking the icing on the cake when it comes to that, in my opinion. Still to come, though, Mister McMahon's other visitor, and then. Dr. Austin makes another house call on Heat as he takes on the champion of Europe, Mr. D'Lo Brown. But we're back from commercial, because, you know, it's the future, and it's Vader time. It's time, all right, it's one week away time. One week away from tonight, Heat will be live from Chicago, Illinois, the site of Judgment Day. Well, I know, I can't wait. But this, however, indicates that next week will be the last episode of Shane McMahon on commentary. What does that mean? Well, it means that Shane McMahon, on the Raw after Judgment Day, gets involved in storylines and leaves the commentary booth. But what will happen to Kingfish? Well, I know somebody that can tell you that. Let's let future Johnny C deal with that when it comes time for episode 12 
of Kingfish. We hear about the main event on Judgment Day a lot because nobody wants to talk about Vader making his entrance. And then, all of a sudden, you think you know me. Oh my goodness! The Enigma Edge is here. There he is. There you see, Edge. Corny calls this a battle of youth versus experience. And Edge's biggest test that has been faced here in the World Wrestling Federation. Well, all right. Let's get it on. Ding, ding, ding. Ring the bell, please. Here we go, because the bell rings. Lockup starts, but Vader puts Edge in the corner, shades of baby, and delivers eh, 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 Vader time. Vader punches. Will we see Gangrel tonight? As Gangrel has Edge's younger brother Christian in his camp, so to speak. So the man that debuted at Breakdown in Your House in blonde hair in a gothic shirt has been named Christian and is now revealed as the brother of Edge. Very nice. At least we're learning more about this Enigma Edge. Yes! He actually said Enigma, but can he spell it? I don't know. Speaking of enigmas, that Gangrel's a weird customer himself. I wonder if he's got a cat named Renfield. A friend of mine does, but he's a spooky character. Redfield, please. Here we go. Let's get back into this. Now, I'm not defending Jim Cornette's lame joke, but I love how indignant Shade is at Jim Cornette because Cornette made a literary reference to a very famous book, I must say, but it's okay for Shane to yell, Schwing, channeling Wayne's world. Vader, Shades of Brian Christopher earlier in the evening, hits a powerbomb but only gets a two count. Moves like that are not good for your career, Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette says that Edge is undefeated here in the WWF. I say bullshit! Because he clearly lost to Owen Hart at Breakdown in your house when he was distracted by a Christian. Jim Cornette, though, points out that either of these guys could be in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. Shane lets us know how he feels. Oh, man, I'm pumped up for the tournament. I can't wait to see who's going to be crowned Intercontinental Champion. The fight breaks to the outside. Vader eats solid steel steps. Mercy! That's it! Pick up the chair! I mean, pick up the stairs! Edge is threatened with a DQ if he strikes Vader with the steel steps. So we head back inside. Spitting heel kick delivered by the Edgester. Called Surprise Maneuver by Jim Cornette. Edge goes up top. Oh, nice! Nice shot! That's why he says, oh man, nice shot. Nice shot. Man, man. Big splash by Vader. One, two, no. Oh, man, I can't believe Edge. He's like Gumby trying to get out of there. <laughs> okay, Gumby Shade. Jesus Christ. All right, fine. Let's, let's fucking put this to the test. Gumby or Renfield? Who has a greater pop culture presence? I Googled him. Renfield popped 2,200,000 results. Gumby, 4,480,000 results. So fine. Shade wins the battle of pop culture references, I guess. I guess he was correct to mock the Redfield reference. But Bram Stoker's Dracula, still better than Gumby, in my opinion. Vader misses a sit-down splash. Edge hits a little gut kick. Oh, nice! Downward spiral! Beautiful! Beautiful move! And Edge wins with this beautiful move, the downward spiral, and moves up the ladder. As Jim Cornette believes, this is his proudest moment yet in the WWF. Shane... Looks like he agrees. Look at his face. He's clearly pumped up. He just defeated Vader. The electricity in the arena is awesome. Wait a minute. Is Shade secretly Electro from Spider-Man feeding off of the electricity of each arena that we visit? 
Is Shane McMahon responsible for, for, for providing the voice in the fantastic Amazing Spider-Man 2 soundtrack that talks to the Electro character? Bodies racing, mind is achy, pulse is shaky, mind is breaking, paranoia, self-destroyer, can't ignore the metal torture. He lied to me, he shot at me, he hates on me. He lied to me, he shot at me, he hates on me, he's using me. Fragility, electricity, afraid of me, he's dead to me, he lied to me, he shot at me, he hates on me, he's using me, he's dead to me, he is my enemy! Oh yeah, Spider-Man, we're taking you downtown! Still to come, the road dog takes on his arch nemesis, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and Dr. Austin makes a house call on European champion, D'Lo Brown. And oh my goodness, Stone Cold Steve Austin is taping his wrists in the backstage area! Well, terrific. Hey Shane, you got any insurance? Of course I do, Jim Cornette. I'm an official WWF employee, where all the rest of you are just independent contractors. But let's go to a commercial. And hey, look at this. Speaking of insurance, we're back on Sunday Night Heat, and we're greeted with the very famous WWF infomercial for Soma. Oh, what's that? You don't remember this? Well, allow me to jog your memory. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> no, that's not the voice. <clears throat> I know what you're... That's not the voice either. How do you do... Oh, hell yeah. I know what you're thinking. I'm not a real athlete. I'm just a wrestler. I'm six foot ten, three hundred twenty-eight pounds. I won boxing's golden gloves three years in a row. I was a national champion at the University of Miami. My jersey was retired at Florida State. I was the ultimate fighting champion. When you step through those ropes, bad things do happen. Had over 200 stitches. I've suffered a dozen concussions. Broken bones. I've separated shoulders. Damn near broke my neck. I've blown out knees. But I still got up. This is who I am. This is what I do. I'm not really an athlete. This isn't real. Try lacing my boots. WWF. Give us some somas. Welcome back to Sunday Night Heat. You can tell from the music. Yeah! The world's most dangerous man is on his way to the ring. I can't wait one week from tonight when Shamrock takes on Mankind. Oh no! The challengers of the unknown are indeed no more. They must have been forced apart when they were grappling in the superstructure steel cage at Breakdown in your house. Kenny Shamrock mounts the steps and punches his own face to help that Soma kick in, and he's ready to show off his new aggressive attitude. His opponent tonight? Well, what does everybody want? It's indeed Al Snow with the headster. Ha ha ha! Al Snow and head! Yeah, baby! Shane, we've talked about this. You are not supposed to watch Austin Powers on the day when we record the commentary. Stop it! Oh my goodness, Ken Shamrock attacks before the bell, and we're underway. Al Snow fights back, and wouldn't you know, he's in control for just about a second. Belly to belly by Shamrock. Man, I would never watch Shamrock mad at me. Don't thank you. Shamrock cinches in the ankle lock. Al Snow gets to the ropes. Shamrock won't break. Ah! He yells. Al Snow bites the ropes and is laughing. 
The bell rings. What's that mean? Oh, man. Here comes the world's greatest boss, Scorpio. Oh, he's going for the ride. Scorpio goes down. It's true. Scorpio is met with a belly-to-belly DDT. It appears that Al Snow is victorious via disqualification because Ken Shamrock would not break when Al Snow touched the bottom rope. Shamrock goes back and locks in the ankle lock once again. Is anyone here willing to save the snowster? Oh, ho, ho! Look who's coming! Ho, ho! Mankind! Yeah, baby! And... Oh, nice! Nice move, Ken! Mankind has a chair that he brought down to the ring. Shane saying, and... Oh, nice! Nice move, Ken! In this scenario, equals Shamrock seeing the chair and rolling out of the ring to safety. These men will battle at Judgment Day, and they're not going to do it here for free. Foley gives Al Snow the head after the match to make him feel better. Shane lets us know, yeah, well, everyone's getting pumped up for the next match. Road Dog versus Jeff Jarrett. Michael Cole in the back with the Road Dog. Sure enough, we go to the back where Michael Cole is interviewing the Road Dog. Roadie has both WWF Tag Team Championships. Mikey wants to know if the Road Dog has had any contact with B.A. Billy Gunn. Now, I don't know if I can do a Road Dog impression, so I'm going to try something here. Let's see if it works. <clears throat> Unique New York. <clears throat> Unique New York. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. All right, here we go. Billy who? <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you want to talk to Billy Gunn, I'll give you his personal pager number, and you, beep, can call somebody. Okay, Michael? Billy calls Jeff Jarrett, Double J, and says, I know that makes you mad, and even does the finger quote. So, is this where the toy guitar came from that Jarrett the toy had, the don't make me mad? Like, oh, I... I say, oh, because years ago, kidsters, years ago, I saw that figure at a KB toy store when I was like 16 or 17. To this day, I wish I would have bought it with the guitar that says, don't make me mad. Road Dog wants some payback tonight. Jeff, I got a little payback, and it's coming at you in the form of a braided freak who's 250 pounds, a braided headed bad boy. Jeff, I'm whooping your beep. He does his own beeps, by the way. That's not USA Network doing it. Road Dog leaves. Johnny C does a really bad Road Dog impression. I'm sorry. That match is next. And oh man, we're going to see Stoko Steve Austin's brutal and cowardly attack on my father, Mr. McMahon. We head to a commercial and we're back. A dinosaur story. That's a really fucking lame joke to a stupid kids movie. But we're not greeted with a lame ass kids movie. We have another vignette. We see a large butcher knife. Shades of Michael Myers cutting some oranges. And a voice narrates the orange slicing. No additives. No concentrate. You won't find this man pouring juice from a cardboard container. Oh, no. He squeezes his own hand-selected Florida oranges and savors his extraction. Pulp and awe. Here's Stephen Regal, a real man's man. Sure enough, in this footage, we see Stephen Regal doing just that. He's squeezing his own Florida oranges and making a tall, savory glass of orange juice. He drinks it, pulp and all, and apparently he's coming soon to the WWF. Back in the arena, oh, you didn't know? Here comes the road dog. Shane McMahon is oh so happy that Roadie's voice is back after that assault last month from Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Road dog 
as he used to do, has a microphone and yells, Cut the music! It's payback time! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages! He does his shtick. He even throws a little shade at badass Billy Gunn as well. Where is this all heading? I don't know. Cornette says, Shane, this is going to be a stem winder! What? I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, no, I'm not even going to say anything. Jeff Jarrett is here. He has his patented don't pee me off guitar. But I hear some words on commentary that don't seem to match up with someone saying, and here comes Jeff Jarrett. I hear, come on, man. Give it up, baby. We cut to ringside as Jeff Jarrett's making his entrance. And I see Road Dog give Shane McMahon what I'm calling an X5. Because it's a high five in the shape of an X. Road Dog then does many tiny crotch-based X's with his arms and hands. Shane responds in kind by saying, Boom! Boom! And making some rapid-fire tiny X's over his crotch of his own. Shane sits down and lets us know, According to WWF.com's internet show, Bite this. B.A. Billy Gunn will address all these issues tomorrow night on Raw. Once again, threatening to make me watch Raw. The bell rings, and here we go. The roadie versus Double J. Music City explodes, or the Music City showdown, if you will. Road Dog sets up for the crane kick early, shades of Daniel LaRusso. But he thinks better of it, and instead we start with a lockup. A few seconds later, Road Dog hits his patented shaky leg knee drop. Called on commentary. Oh, what's that? Nice! Boom! Hey, with the X cross, I love it. X marks the spot. Cover only two by Shane. Cornette puts over Desert Storm. <laughs> Shane yells, "Poppin' and stomping, beautiful." Poppin' and stomping, beautiful. By the way, was just a right hand by uh, <laughs> fucking Road Dog to Jeff Jarrett. That's it. Road Dog pushes Jeff Jarrett into the corner, mounts, and hits the ten punches. Shane McMahon counts along. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and... Road Dog makes an X over his crotch. Yeah, baby! You know what that means. Two words for Jeff Jarrett. Gotta be dazed. Check it out, Jim Cornette. Jeff Jarrett then tosses the Road Dog outside later in the match. Shane stands up, wondering what will happen to his bro. Face full of steps for the Road Dog. Because Road Dog gets slammed into the steps. Back inside, Jarrett goes up top and it's a high cross body that gets only two. Later, Road Dog hits his patented Road Dog punches. Shane calls them. Oh, nice shot by Road Dog. And three jabs and whoop, whoop, popping it, stopping again. Bam! Jarrett is down. Road Dog has the guitar. Shane makes the call. Oh, yeah! Ba 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 number seventy-one. Sure enough, Road Dog does swing the guitar, and it explodes all over the skull of Jeff Jarrett. And Jeff Jarrett wins via DQ. Pretty funny moment here. A couple of them. Road Dog is standing center ring, playing Jeff Jarrett's guitar, or like playing Jeff Jarrett's theme song on the remnants of the guitar, as Vince would say. Uh, he, inc- he includes some Marty McFly dancing kicks, shades of Back to the Future. Uh, and also, Jarrett is completely unconscious and gets his arm raised in victory by Tim White. 
It's, it's good stuff. But now it's time for a flashback to last week in the war zone. Vince McMahon in his hospital bed, getting his vitals checked by a nurse. He says, They're normal! They're always normal, damn it! The nurse concurs. Well, it looks just fine to me. How about you, doctor? Oh, I'll take it from here, nurse! I mean, you, you, know what, you know what happens here. It's Dr. Austin! The nurse screams and flees for safety. Vince yells, No! Get him off me! Austin attacks the foot of Mr. McMahon, and Vince pleads for mercy. We get the bedpan shot. Jesus Christ, it's so fucking stiff and makes the most gratifying ping sound. Vince falls out of the bed, and oh my goodness, Vince's tidy whities are on display, and they indicate that the total package may have jumped ship to the WWF. I mean, say what you will about Vince, he's packing some heat in those jockeys. Vince is back on the bed. Austin, concerned for Vince's health, gets the paddles. Clear! The shocks are delivered to Mr. McMahon by the Doctor of Destruction. Vince McMahon is now bent forward on the bed. Shades of Sable in prison on Pack Blue next on the USA Network. Austin has a tube. Vince's undies are pulled down. Oh no! Stop the footage! Stop the footage! Yells Shane McMahon. It's too gross up to show here on Sunday Night Heat. But don't worry, my pops will get his revenge on so-called Steve Austin. Austin is indeed walking in the back. His match with D'Lo Brown is next. Austin pushes over a light for no reason, and we head to a commercial. We're back from commercial. Know what that music means, JC? The champion of Europe, D'Lo Brown, is on his way. Mark Henry's with D'Lo Brown, as to be expected. This match is not for the European Championship. But uh, D'Lo Brown will be defending it against X-Pac, according to Jim Cornette, at Judgment Day. We flash back again to last week on Raw. It appears that D'Lo Brown went through five men to earn the right to challenge X-Pac for the European title. During the match, China was served some papers. X-Pac tripped Mark Henry. Or Mark, <laughs> whoops, flipped that back. Uh, Mark Henry tripped X-Pac. Use take two. And X-Pac went outside to fight Mark Henry. Mark Henry rammed X-Pac into the post. D'Lo got the 1-2-3 after the bulletproof frog splash and reclaimed the gold. Back on Sunday Night Heat now, we head to another commercial. Again? All right, fine, but you know what? We're back. We get some hype for the Judgment Day main event. Uh, Last Monday, Kane battled Ken Shamrock. The Undertaker came out, some shenanigans happened, and Kane lost to Ken. Then later, The Undertaker was fighting The Rock... Kane came out, accidentally hit The Undertaker with the chair. I mean, has this relationship gone south for good? I guess we'll find out at Judgment Day. But in the heat arena, the glass breaks, and my God in heaven, the ovation. Stone Cold Steve Austin is definitely here on Sunday Night Heat. He attacks D'Lo Brown right away, and then the bell rings. D'Lo is whipped hard into multiple turnbuckles. During this multiple turnbuckle assault, Mark Henry appears ever so briefly on camera, which causes Shane to say, What up, Mark Henry? Austin then hits a suplex. He lowers his head, though, after another Irish whip, and D'Lo kicks, fights back. You better recognize, fool! He yells at Stone Cold Steve Austin. He Irish whips Stone Cold into the ropes. Austin ducks a clothesline and hits a luth. I mean, are you really surprised? He hits a luth as press. Delivers fists of fire and fury. 
bounces off the ropes and hits the drunken bastard elbow drop. Another suplex delivered by Austin called, Oh man, DDT by Shane. <laughs> okay, he didn't say that. Austin goes to the middle rope, hits the elbow. One, two, no. Austin sets up D'Lo in the rope, rushes forward, but misses the boss man rope attack. Jesus, can we get that move a name, please? But you know what? Even though he misses the boss man rope attack, Stone Cold's okay. He hits a quick clothesline from Victoria, stands up D'Lo, little gut kick, stutter, one, two, three. I mean, it's an easy night for the former World Wrestling Federation champion. Mark Henry runs in. Get him, Henry! Ow! Stutter. <laughs> yep, just a stutter for Mark Henry. I mean, did you really expect anything less? Steve mounts the turnbuckles to pose. He spots Shane McMahon at ringside. We get a great moment as Shane sits completely still, perhaps wondering if Austin is the T-Rex. He can't move. He can't see me if I don't move, Jim Cornette. Austin poses on the other three turnbuckles. The crowd's super happy. We hype Judgment Day. The copyright hits. And, you know, we're just out of here. But that was a good one. I I enjoyed that episode of Sunday Night Heat quite a bit, Shane. And you know what? We've got one more live episode to go. One more night of Shane McMahon on Sunday Night Heat commentary. Now look, I'm not completely oblivious here. I know that eventually Shane comes back in like December or January. But really think about this here. When we started Kingfish, we called it the Shane McMahon Audio Journey. It was Kingfish was designed to track Shane McMahon's first run on commentary. His first real anything. Yeah, he was a referee. They didn't call him Shane McMahon. I mean, that very first episode of Kingfish where Vince comes out and he's like, Ladies and gentlemen, my son, Shane McMahon! And he comes out with a couple of his friends, some ladies, and he's wearing the ridiculous shiny Chris Jericho shirt. I mean, that, that moment to next week's episode of Heat is really Shane McMahon's initial first run as a character, and that character is just a Sunday Night Heat commentator that sometimes stands up for his pops, is good friends with DX, and loves to yell, DDT, when he does when people do a suplex, or suplex when people do a DDT, and is obsessed with heading downtown, and Jacqueline the baby with Brack, and Nick Muzz, all that shit. So I don't know, is the next episode of Kingfish the finale. The only way to know is to subscribe to the new TNN podcast feed so you get notified when the next episode drops and I make my decision. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have really, really enjoyed Sunday Night Heat and Kingfish. Like, I really have. It's so much fun to do. It's quick. It's easy. And I think you guys like it too. But I just don't know. If we keep pressing forward after the next live episode, are we betraying the concept? Well, only time will tell. I'm Johnny C. A winner is you. We are Pop. And definitely stay tuned for the future and the next episode, perhaps the finale of Kingfish. Oh, yeah. If it is the finale, Johnny C. Afterwards, I'm going downtown for a brewski with my friend, X-Punk. Mark Henry, the road dog, Jesse James, and Jacqueline, the baby.